I'm sorry, piece of shit. You swing first, I'll take <clears> your fucking punch. After that, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. You ain't man enough to beat my ass, you fucking prick. He's an I always like to, as you know, I always like keep you on, you know, kind of off guard with the, uh, or on guard, I guess, with, on guard, right? Off balance, off balance, on guard. I always like to do that with our uh, intros, but before we even get started here, I've been informed half the presses from our friend Confirmed Shoot that CM Punk has done an Instagram story. So we have something to get into immediately, but first, Jay Shell, how are you today? Um, I'm here. I have a lot of stuff going on, um, but uh, like I told Joe, this is the perfect distraction, so... I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Well, nobody said that, but yeah, <laughs> a good time, certainly. Um, you know, I became famous with uh, the distraction, you know? Indeed, yes. <laughs> I did indeed. Still gets brought up sometimes, folks. There you go. Still living off that. You know, someone's on the street, just who can't with like a screen cap from the distraction. Like, it's a little embarrassing signing those things, but nonetheless, I do it. Um, folks, CM Punk was taken to the Instagram. Jay Shell is obviously a big CM Punk fan. Before I read this to you, Jay Shell, are you aware of what today's story has been? What's the story? The story is that uh, you may recall last summer when he returned and lost to John Moxley in a very quick fashion to set up a pay-per-view rematch. Dave Meltzer suggested something to the effect of, and I'm not got the exact quotes in front of me here, so bear with me, folks, but something to the fact that Punk may have sent a legal letter suggesting he was not so keen on the idea. Punk has now posted on Instagram, and I quote, it's going to be, going to be a while, Jay Shell, so here, give me some time on this one. Sigh. I wasn't cleared to come back to wrestle yet. Then, plan was to wrestle at the pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Free idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie, and I thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he wouldn't lose to me. I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss, so I said okay. <laughs> but I need to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. There were plans, but plans always change, but I'll never put a company above my health again. Is that seriously a post? Oh my god, that's an Instagram story, and it's literally like this. I don't know if you can see this, but it's literally just a war of text. Oh my god, Chris Jericho is alive. <laughs> Jericho, that's, that's Jericho's got the full <laughs> fuck me. What did I do? <laughs> oh dear god, um, wow. Where does one go, Jay? Show your immediate response to a war of text on the Instagrams. He's oh. crazy. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> well, oh. After, like, Chris Jericho was, like, trying to play nice, too. Oh, yeah, that wasn't going to fly, was it? That was never going to go down well. Um, That's crazy after they covered up his face and everything with the tables. I was going to say, this really does... I don't know where, like, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm overreacting, but this feels like a blow to the kind of increase in belief that he was returning, doesn't it? I mean, well, he just said he was going to come back at the pay per view, and then <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a I lot going on there. I'm not going to lie, that that post sounds like he's on the drugs. <laughs> well, if there's one thing I'm confident on, it's that he's not that. But I, <laughs> I understand the the assumption. Um, Dave Meltzer is a liar. Jericho is a liar and a stooge. Double dipped on Jericho. You got to admit, I know you're not a big fan, kind of beast though. The Jericho part's kind of beast. Liar and a stooge is crazy. Well, I support the Jericho piece. Yeah. Okay. What about the? Uh, what about when he said, "I thought the idea sucked." <laughs> At least he's honest, I guess, right? But yeah, I'm. I'm intrigued by. Uh, I kind of was always interested as to where that idea came from, and there was a story at the time. It was Moxley's idea, so I guess he's just confirmed that. But now we now know that he thought it sucked too, which is pretty interesting. Um, also, he's never seen a Rocky film, Jay Shell. So maybe you two aren't as different as you think. You know, maybe, just maybe. I don't know. But anyway, folks, we're back. 
can you explain what happens in Rock in Rocky Three? Yes, he uh, basically he loses the quote Eye of the Tiger, and he gets defeated okay. by Clubber Lang, who is Mister T. Uh, and then he he kind of goes, you know, gets back to his roots, trains, gets ready, and wins the rematch. But sorry, folks, a spoiler there, but you know, it's Rocky Three. It was forty years ago. What are you gonna do? Um, Hulk Hogan's in that film too, so you'd probably be a fan. So basically, Punk loses his smile after he loses. Yeah, you remember the thing that he did with Mox? That's what he's referencing there, to be clear, folks. Okay. He's, he's referencing the thing that he did with Mox when Mox squashed him, and then he came back. But um, this is fair. I yeah, I understand this. Punk not being a Rocky guy is pretty damaging, Hayster said. Um, lots going on in the land of Sam Punk. I don't know if we have anything else to say about that. Maybe we'll circle back. Folks, Jason and Joe show is back. Um we do have some topics prepared just because we wasn't aware that CM Punk was going to post on Instagram five minutes before we went on live. With that in mind, let's tackle some of them. Uh, Vikingo, who may be, I was thinking about this when I was rewatching the match today, JCL. He may be the wrestler most built to like pop you in his style. He's like a very JCL friendly wrestler. This was, this was struck me when I was rewatching it before we did this, this program. Um, lots of flips. What did you make of it? Is this the first time you've seen him? This is, I think, the second time. Like, right. well, first time I've seen a full match. I think I've seen, like, highlights before of, of another match. Mm -hmm. But this was definitely a good first match for me, for sure. Kenny gave him a lot, a lot of, like, room to kind of do what he wanted and form the match how he wanted. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, it was it was really amazing. And you could tell, like, how Kenny was, like, really giving him the rub after kind of saluting him. So mm -hmm. absolutely. We'll I want to talk about Vikingo more, but I'm glad you actually went in that direction. Kenny is incredible, isn't he? Like what a re remarkable because you're absolutely right. His approach to that match was how much room do you need to do everything you do? Let's yeah. find some place for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was his first singles match on Dynamite since November 2021. And that was his approach to it because it's like he's Kenny, he's bulletproof, you know. Um, oh my god, I keep acting like that wasn't that long ago. It's 2023. I keep yes. thinking well in in your defense, last night they showed some clips from this year, and they also AEW forgot it was 2023 also and put 2022 on all of them, which popped me quite a bit. Um but yeah, amazing Kenny performance for sure. What do you think this means for Vikingo in a bigger picture in terms of I mean, obviously, it was interest before. It's going to be ramped up now. A lot of people saw him for the first time last night. Goes without saying. You're inevitably going to get a report from some point. Like, you know, there will be a report about WWE being interested within the week. That's the way it works. To be clear, I assume they're interested the whole time because Vikingo is not exactly an unknown, right? But yeah, yeah, exactly. that story will be there. Um, what do you think oh, actually he deleted. he deleted it. Really? Russell Purist just said that it was deleted, so... That's really bad. As someone who's posted and deleted embarrassing statements about co-workers, not good. Never a good sign. <laughs> it's never... Let me tell you, folks. Been there, walked that, done that dance. Never a good sign of one's... Uh, of one's place at the time. I can't wait to watch that show. All Access? I can't wait. Yeah. Have you heard some of the early reports? Apparently there's a lot of, like... Yeah. Stuff that would pop us, you know, like yeah. weirdo backstage stuff. The Eddie Kingston arc ending with just being like, "Yeah, I'm going to Ring of Honor." <laughs> it's gonna be that's gonna be pretty interesting. <laughs> it's like, he works for all these things, and the end of it is just, "Oh fuck it, I'm going to Ring of Honor." <laughs> I want to know what's going on with why? with whom. But why only Ring of Honor? Well, I think there was some issues, you know, and I think... Um, With the Sammy? Not Sammy, no. I think maybe another pillar that he talks about all the time. People think he's working. I'm not sure he was working. Uh, well, Eddie's, you know, I've said this to you before, Jay Show. I, I think sometimes... I love... Eddie's one of my favorite ever, but sometimes people assume he's being like a, a master worker and he's actually just giving his genuine opinion. Oh, I think yeah. that was happening, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, So, that's the deal there. I mean, I think... Him and Claudio, at least, is a, is a fun place to go. Oh, it's very being on Ring of Honor TV is very different to being on Dynamite in terms of exposure. Goes without saying, right? But yeah, it's it's a little bit of a shame. But um, yeah, in terms of a Kingo, what do you 
What do you think this means for him short-term and long-term? Where do you see him? Do you think he's going to get the All-Elite graphic? Clearly, Tony would like to make that deal. Is that saying he's going to sign right away? Like, how do you kind of see this thing playing out? Because he's, I mean, he's getting one of the most talked about wrestlers in the world here for much of the year just based on how many people saw him for the first time last night and he had that performance. So it's going to be a pretty crazy year, I think, for him. Yeah, I think they'll end up signing him. I think, like, I think we'll see a match with, like, Jack Perry or somebody like that announced soon mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, I think he'll – because you know how um they want, like, the pillars to, like, get the wins and stuff like that? Yeah. I think he'll be one of the matches that we see. But I think that they'll be very careful with, like, who they have beat him because he's a big name that you can still beat and right. it'll be very beneficial for somebody like the pillars, so – yeah, I agree. I also think he's in play for uh for next week's Supercard show. I think he's in play for that for sure. Um, that's just a get like just guessing looking at the the landscape. That feels like something they could they could the try and do. Canada show, right? Hmm? It's the first Canada show or no? No, that's um the Canada show is is the Forbidden Door stuff this summer. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Supercard's Mania weekend in LA, right? Um, oh, uh, I thought yeah. you meant like for dynamite. I was like, no, no, my bad, my bad. I, I mean, I think Supercard he could be in play for that, but um, it's going to be interesting. I guess the big thing for me is, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because enough. We only know that he was booked for last night, and there's a lot of talk he'll be coming back very soon, which is yeah. obviously it goes without saying. I do. While there's a lot of value in him as a guy who comes in and does like main event guest spots where he just works with an all star. I really do think there's a conversation to be had about this guy's ceiling in America. And so I was like, I think this guy could cross over. I'm convinced yeah. of it. I think a kid could watch this guy wrestle and like think he's a comic book you know, hero. I think it's like, he's so unique. And sometimes it looks like he doesn't know what he's going to do. <laughs> and he, he does it. He just goes in the air. And yeah. he's like, well, fuck it. Yeah. He did a, uh, that's what he did last night. Read like a Phoenix splash off the middle. And he was, like, oh, standing on the middle row, like, looking around, like, what should I do here? <laughs> he was like, let me just pick one from the arsenal. <laughs> He's freakish. So what do you think? Are you are you on board with my uh, – my? I feel like he could really blow up in a major, major way. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I um, I think WWE will make, like, a major play for him if they can try. Sure. It, I'm not sure how – I think – WWE having a sale situation right now does not benefit them at all in these like contract negotiations that they want to have with these big stars. So like mm-hmm. when you're talking about like a Jay White or Vikingo, like that's I think a really hard spot to kind of try to get them when there's yep. so much uncertainty. So I don't know, but I think AEW does provide a lot more certainty for him. But there's also like a lot of people. If you're talking like world champion status, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how much of a priority he would be for. Yeah. It's interesting. Tony seems to love him by those tweets. Mm-hmm. Tony thought that he was cooking. Yeah. He may have been. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, quickly while you bring him up, Jay Wyatt, I don't know if you've seen this. I know you're on vacation, but so about two, three weeks ago, the story was like, oh, he's a WWE guy. You know, it's done. Mm-hmm. And then the latest report from Dave was 50 50. That's what I know? saw you know, 50 50. And. I'm my personal read on it is people are just being, you know, kind of being kayfabe because it's done. But a lot of people are suggesting that maybe just maybe what you mentioned is, is a factor here. And Jay is kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, I did the same exact thing. I would yeah. say he's been wrestling for a very long time. One, take a nice long break because, mm-hmm. you know, both offers will still be on the table at the end of the day. So. Absolutely, he's certainly going to be. You know, he's looking at the whole landscape. There's always going to be a, like a lot of money on the table for Jay. It's just it's been interesting to see that story change over time, right? So we'll uh, we'll keep track of that one. Um, I know you're not a big ratings person, but hilariously, after all of the discourse, and I don't want to get too much into the discourse because that stuff is exhausting. Um, but hilariously, this main event drew like super well and it's one of the only dynamites where the viewership went up for the main event, which is an incredible conclusion to this story. <laughs> it was something else. Jay Shaw, I've got to tell the people. the uh... Folks, you were so loud on Twitter.com, not you necessarily in the chat, but, like just you generally and wrestling fans. Jay Shaw thought this match had happened already. Right? <laughs> we were talking about what we had on the show and Jay Shaw was like, I'll watch the Vikingo match. I was like, it's tonight. I, like, I, I, it hasn't I, happened. <laughs> 
Jason was on vacation and saw so many tweets about Vikingo that she assumed he must have at least wrestled. Yeah, I was like, well, those, the match must already happened. Like, I gotta go back and like catch it because I was like, oh well, like they're all talking about it. I also think an element of this like has to be just like racism because like if you look, if you look at who they who they say like, oh, who's this person about? It is always the people who are not white. Mm-hmm. So how? How can we how can we fix that WWE universe? Well, I definitely WWE, think um merchants. I don't know what is the solution for that. I definitely think that if you're someone who's like paid prominently to cover professional wrestling, logging on Twitter and being like, I don't know who the fuck Vikingo is. He's probably not the it's probably not the own you think it is. You know, like I was some look, man. Some people embarrass themselves for this thing. And again, it's not. I don't want to overstate because it it's the discourse. Who cares ultimately? But. The biggest thing that was a disconnect here for me was it was like there is a conversation to be had, and we've had it before, Jay Show, about them assuming everyone knows everything. AEW sometimes does that, and it's a flaw. But the obvious thing with Vikingo was you just need to let him wrestle. This was the perfect way to debut him because people will see him and then they'll fall in love yeah. with him. There was no reason yeah. to do anything more than that. Yeah. And I just think people misread this completely. This was always going to be a smash hit for him because Kenny was the perfect guy to let him do his thing. And he did. Yeah. And now, now look, you know, so yeah, it was, it was a straight. Sometimes I think people are making bigger points and are using the wrong examples to make them. Yes, Jay Shaw. It's a parade inside the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, by the way, Quickly, we have to do a plug. Folks, we appreciate everyone that's filled out the... Uh, oh, I should pull up the number to see how many people have done it so far. The Family Feud business. You can find that latenightgrin.com. It's free, so if you're not a patron, you can still see it. You can click on the link there, and you can actually fill out... Three responses. Where are we at? 63. you got to say, they're pretty good, these grinners, aren't they? I mean, they are pretty good. Like, we both know there are bigger platforms... They have a much smaller response rate than that, you know. Like that's pretty good. Yeah, Sixty-three yeah, yeah. people. Let's do a survey. Yeah. Um, which is very, very cool. So that will be next Wednesday or this Wednesday, I guess. Now it's coming up now. So, um, very, very exciting. Anything else on Vikingo, Kenny, all that business, Jay Show? I think I'm. I think I'm set. What did you make of the uh, the elite law, so to speak? You know, the, the young bucks were taken out. We think it was the Blackpool Combat Club, but we do not know. We do not know. And Don Callis is He's many things, especially suspicious. Hmm? He's a sneaky motherfucker. He is in more ways than one. Very, very suspicious character. What do you think? Who do you uh, who you reckon took out the the box? You think it was the Combat Club? Or do you think Don Callis is cooking something? I think Don Callis. Is working with the Blackpool Combat Club. My God! Then would they rename them like the Winnipeg Combat? <laughs> Could you imagine? He claims that it's either that or I feel like he's just focused on isolating Kenny and he's done with the Bucks. Yeah, that's what I think it is. But the but the interesting factor is Takeshita because Callis is he's got Takeshita on board, right. but that's separate from this, so we haven't connected them on TV. But naturally, your brain kind of goes, well, hold on. Where, where does he fit into all this? Are we going to talk about Stokely? Sorry. Oh, yes, for sure. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Just quickly before we do, uh, Cody resubscribed and with us for 10 whole months and said, put this towards the Oracle laptop fund. I'm I'm trying my best on that. We're trying what to force the It's really old. And he does this bit that I'm not quite sure is a bit, but he's, his thing will freeze and he'll go, sorry, folks, needle the laptop. And it's like, yeah, man. Like... <laughs> Let's get to working on that. You know, I'm trying. You know me, Jay Show. I'm trying, you know. But it's, yeah. <laughs> it's Oracle, you know. It's a, yes, Dukes. Game night is now Wednesday after Dynamite. This, you know, the next Dynamite coming up. Um, because for, there's too much wrestling on Thursday. We're going to do Thursday and then a lot. Um, how great was Stokely halfway last night with, with Hook? What a performance he put in. Oh, my goodness. Great. Incredible effort. Um what was the highlight for you? The Wingstop receipt there? It was when he was on the outside and he tried to do like a running kick or something. Yes. Like that. And the <laughs> bottom. And just... 
It reminded me of, there's an old tale, Jay Show. J.J. Dillon used to manage the Four Horsemen. And he was a wrestler before that. And he, he did one of those matches where he wrestled a wrestler as a manager. And he wrestled as a wrestler. He did his normal thing. And he went back through the curtain. The booker was like, what did you do out there? You wrestled yeah. like a normal wrestler. You should wrestle like a manager. And Stokely now, because Stokely's trained. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. But he wrestled like someone who'd never run before. He, <laughs> that is an art form, you know? Like, that's ta- that's completely yeah. without ego. So, he killed it. Um. One of my favorite parts was when they're like the whole firm is in the back and he goes, he doesn't know hardcore. We didn't teach him hardcore. <laughs> They've made the most of that. You know, like that act is obviously it was never going to be a main event act for long. Oh, but they've adjusted well. My favorite top of the top of the charts was his gear. Hmm? Africa, Africa. Oh, he's gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's <laughs> his announcement. The, the ring announcer said. Uh, he's smaller than all the men he represents, but he has the heart of a lion. <laughs> he's wonderful. Um, you know, I, we... you know. did I ever tell you? I don't know if my Twitter saw. I saw him outside of one of the AEW shows I went to. Mm-hmm. Did I say it? I don't know. I, and so. I, I literally was like, there's no way that's Stokely Hathaway. And then I saw his big bald head and I said, that's definitely Stokely. Good Lord. <laughs> my God. Yeah, this was very funny. There was a uh, there was a very funny post match deal that was oh, posted. Yeah. Um, what do we think is next for him? Because you assume that when this hook business is done, the firm will kind of conclude. You know, like naturally. So, what do you think the who would be the ideal big get for Stoke? Like, what would it be? Would it be him taking Hobbs away from QTV? What would be the uh, what would be the play? Because a lot of people wanted him with Hobbs and. I kind of said no because I wanted Hobbs on his own, and now I've seen what he's in. I'm like, yeah, put him with Stokely. Play an Air Fox. My God, but would they be turning heel or would he be turning babyface? What are you thinking? He could be a babyface in all seriousness. I mean, he, people I love him. Babyface, low key. He's like Nyla, like he can... yeah. But I think that it would be interesting to turn them heel. I think that's an interesting, um, mm-hmm. like, character um, development for them. It, I think they could probably would... use it too. It'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be a, it would be a good thing for them in them development, definitely. Like it would definitely test those guys in ring too, right? Like changing their style that way. Um, I thought they had a pretty good showing again last night. Top flight are really they're getting along, they're moving along now, you know. You can tell like they're climbing. I think they're gonna ring win the Ring of Honor tag titles oh, next week. Reese is on to something. Reese is oh, on to something. But there is swerve. Part of this conversation involves me. And Stokely and Swerve having a sit down, though. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta have a come to Jesus on that. If we're gonna do mogul and affiliates, we we gotta have a come to God moment on what that looks like. Because <laughs> that is the ultimate DEI conversation in wrestling that we need to be having. Because there is there is no way you are gonna have Parker Brudeau and that baseball man represent you where they're done. I know, but the fact that you even would mm. develop a group. It's scary, yeah. I, you know me, Joshua. One thing, I hate Monty being right about things. We can get somewhere with this. That would be an interesting spot for EJ. Um, I hate Monty being right about things, but he's very, very anti-swerve, which I don't support, folks. Yeah. And I was very pro for a long time. And when that act started coming, I said, oh, fuck, he's going to be right about this, you know? It's, that's not what you want in your uh, in your fandom. So, hopefully, whatever they do next is better. Swerve's actual singular performance has been great. It's just that act was. That makes me not. I don't even want to watch him. I, yeah, it was bad. I don't want to watch somebody. I don't. He. The mobile affiliates things look like the visual representation of Jordan Lucas's "I'm not racist." So I don't know how else to explain. That I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to explain that I don't want it on my TV. Yeah. What do you think Hook does next? Hook? I, I don't know. Um, is his dad ever going to manage him, or you don't think that will ever happen? No. I think Taz is done with the managing deal now. I think Team Taz was like, like he, they enjoyed it, but he wants to be a commentator, and they want him to be one, you know? I think. I think maybe like he should have like one big match or so, like maybe for like a TNT title where he's just like 
maybe not calling the match, but he's there he's every ringside, time, like yeah. something emotional. I think that would be good for like Hook's character. I definitely like the idea of when Hook does eventually lose, Taz being like, okay, back to basics. You know? And yeah, they do like a training camp deal and he's at ringside. That would be beast. Yeah, yeah. that's good shit. I'm, like, I'm really intrigued by who gets that first win. 23. That was crazy. Indeed. I know that is very bullish on him working with Joe, um, which could definitely be fun because Taz managed Joe like way back, like mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Um, so that would be fun. That'd be cool. I mean, I wouldn't – I don't think Joe should be the one that beats Hook, even if Hook was beating him back because he's just – he's an older guy. Um, I mean, Hobbs would be interesting, right? Maybe yeah. if that, with their history, that would be an interesting deal. Um. Who's here on the roster? Yeah, I'm not sure. We have like Roosh just fucking just That's like blitz. That's crazy though, because I can't, you can't convince me that that yeah. <laughs> Hook is safe in that match. I don't know. Roosh is an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm with you. Um, Tyler Valkyrie is an AEW now. Yes. Does this excite you or scare you? Which one? Hmm. I don't know. Me either. Yeah, neither. Because what is she gonna do? Like after Jade, like what is gonna happen? Well, let's not go after Jade. Let's stop there and just say that Jade match could be a ride, right? That could be something. Is she a Ring of Honor talent? You think? Yeah. I don't really know what the role is. I and it's not like I'm not even trying to be anti Tyra. I'm just trying to figure out what like she's supposed to be bringing. You know. Because she's not like people know her, but she's not such a big star that you kind of go, well, she's gonna, you know, she's gonna yeah. sell like a lot of t shirts or whatever. She's just kind of an interesting fit, I think. I really do hope the Jade match surprises me, but I must admit, I am a little bit concerned about it. I'm not sure it's gonna be a Matt classic, so to speak. Unfortunately. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, I think she was Layla Gray on Friday, so we'll find oh, out yeah. some answers there. <laughs> Layla Gray, though. Yeah, I don't know if that one will be the Matt Classic I was looking for either. Unfortunately, that was the one that they kept with Jade. I don't understand. That's wild, right? It's not just me that thinks that's insane. Okay, good. Because Red, Red had a match with Jade, and she got a visual pin on her, and then, like, she's just not been on since. (laughs) And it was like, what? What was the point of all the red stuff? She hasn't even the outcast thing. They can only do one at a time. Yeah, you ain't wrong. Unfortunately, in the outcast thing, I will say it was pretty funny to see that. I'm I'm not sure if you missed this, Jay Shell, but apparently the outcast program is like doing really well in the minute by minute ratings. Your faults. That's why he keeps booking it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's getting over with the masses. Um, Joe, yes. did you see the BLT? I did, yeah. <laughs> I did indeed, yes. Yeah, that's good, those real graps. Um, this is fair. You could just allocate the ratings plus to uh, to Riho with the, yeah. with the lead pipe and such. You could tell that Matty pointed out to me, someone definitely told Riho last week that like she should try and like swing it when she came. <laughs> because this week she came out like it was a sword. She was she was doing this like she was in a duel of some kind. It was, it was quite the deal. Um, tremendous stuff. Also, Jay Shell, your favorite tag team, the FTR, uh, put their AEW careers on the line. A certain British podcaster called this many months ago, as he is known to do these days. Um, what do you make of this? Is that does this intrigue you, or are you at a point where it's like they're re-signed? I'm not getting fooled by this. What do you think? The fucking guns. I don't- is that what it is? Just the guns, that hand wave. Yeah. So, I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, are you going to tell me that I'm wrong? No, I don't think so. Maybe they might be good. You know, I've been thinking about it a lot. I was watching them last night, and Austin Gunn was doing that gun motion he does, and I thought to myself, you know, these these fellas might they might be figuring it out. And then I texted out in the Jack Crosby confirmed shoot group chat and said the guns have figured it out. And I went on Cage Mash and it was like a 4.8 <laughs> out of 10 or something like that with, with 
<laughs> with Tom Flight. And I was like, well, maybe I just pretended. I think I'm so desperate to enjoy this career versus title thing that I've like convinced myself that I like their work. I think that's where I'm at. Which, you know, you get what you get, I suppose. I don't know. Um, AEW house rules. What do you make of this direction for the promotion? House shows. What do you reckon? I think it's an interesting conversation because so much of what AEW was was, oh, we don't do house shows. Mm -hmm. Our wrestlers work less shows, which is true. They do work less shows. It looks like house shows are so, so far at the least, like infrequent. But I think that they should at least, if they're going to be doing like this kind of like continuing of stories where they did like the Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen thing, maybe like a little highlight of clips because I know that they're recording. All house shows are recorded. So maybe like a little clip thing or something like that if you're going to tie in the stories because the way WWE does it is they just do it based off of what's on the screen and if you're going to do it opposite mm-hmm. to have some clips out. It is a really interesting like so I don't know if you saw and I, what I'm about to say I did not intend as a dunk but you know a lot of people like this idea for the ability for talent to develop and then immediately the Anna J match got posted and it was like butchered online you know it's which is poster, I want to see it. You don't want to see it. Trust me. I'm um, on my phone right now. Well, stay safe. Um, but it is interesting in the sense that you're right. Like one of the biggest things they have in a in a quote unquote bidding war is the schedule, right? Like our schedule is a lot lighter. And you're looking at a point where soon enough, they're going to add a Saturday show. So they're probably going to have two TV tapings a week. You add in random house shows and all of a sudden, a John Moxley maybe need on the road three three days of that week. Yeah, know? yeah. And it's like it is interesting to watch that development. And then you kind of have to ask yourself, okay, so what is the benefit and what is trying to be achieved for these house shows? Um, they had a good house in Troy, Ohio, and our friend Matt he was there, and he had a great time. And everyone I've seen that was there had a great time and got great reports from the live fan. But when you looked at the card, there were only a handful of young talents really on the card. You know, they're most, I mean, they did a QT Marshall Pat Buck match on this show. Um, I saw that. I saw yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think was there to develop any young talent necessarily. Um, I'm sure Brian Pillman Jr. enjoyed wrestling Jeff Jarrett, but still, he was wrestling Jeff. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, so I do think it's like a part of them, their model that they're going to have to figure out its actual place for the promotion. I have some ideas. Um, here's something that I think could be interesting I think they could use these as sort of events that exist in a vacuum and can be used at any point for content now what what I'm suggesting is say like the Calgary show they're doing here in a couple months they're doing a house show on a Saturday in Calgary um if that event was like a tournament, for example, or you know, some kind of some kind of special, like a gimmick, something to go with it, you could do a show that isn't live and that lives in its own world, so that maybe two, three months down the line, that could be posted as its own thing, and it has life beyond the live show, but also it gives the young wrestlers a chance to listen. If the match fucking sucks, it won't air, you know, like because that's saying that it's beneficial. Yeah, what's I think. The Beast in the East original, like a house show type thing or something like that, yes. or like yeah. Evolution 2 was supposed to be just like a house mm-hmm. show and they ended up revamping it. So, yeah, like that Beast in the East is that's a good example. Beast in the East, but like imagine that without the live element, you know, like just yeah. just tape it like something that has that kind of novelty. Because the idea would be that the, the talent could approach it the same way as a house show, it's just it would be used down the line, which I think could add you know some more content they could sell. Yes, Jay Shell. If they were to like actually get a content platform, they could do the Owen on a streaming service through like the house shows, and it would be longer matches that are like more of yeah. what people are expecting as well. Yeah, and like, like to be totally honest, I don't. I'm not a massive. I mean, I love house shows, but I'm not a massive proponent of them for for this promotion because I just don't know if it's the best fit. Um, one idea that that crossed my mind a, a while back was doing something at Daly's place where it's kind of like, what would be the best way I put it? But it's more of a community event 
and that's where the young wrestlers get a chance to wrestle their match without having to worry about you know the 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 kind of cameras and the critics and so on and so forth because obviously you own that building and you would assume if you had like a John Moxley doing an autograph signing, you could draw a decent house. You run like a monthly event at home in at Daly's place, and you just it, the card is full of just young guys. You know, like it's an actual, um, it's like an actual. You could even brand them that way. You know, that in a lot of ways to me would give you the benefits of what they're trying to do with these house shows without having to worry about filling a card with, you know, veterans that want to actually work through Ohio. Because I'm not sure that everyone, I mean, you saw the card. There wasn't, while everyone that was there had a good time, it wasn't exactly loaded with star power, I mean, it's fair to say, yeah. right? So, I don't know. What do you think of, oh, there's a couple of suggestions there, kind of mine. I, I'm just trying to figure out its place in AEW's model, I guess. It's an interesting one to kick around. Yeah, I think it's interesting because they basically do a house show right before every Dynamite and Rampage, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's like... How do you really d- determine, like, in terms of schedule, what is equivalent? Because they also do, like, the rotation of the schedule thing. So maybe you do a rotation where people who are on TV aren't doing house shows and yeah. people who aren't on house shows, I mean, are, are on house shows aren't doing TV or something like that. Maybe it's, mm-hmm. like, a division and that rotates with time and you switch people on and off or whatever it may be, but I don't know. There is a big part of me that's, like, I do kind of feel like a lot of the the development part of our conversation would be assisted by Dark being a real show, you know? Like, yeah. if Dark Elevation, rather than being seven squash matches, was just four actual matches, and you just paired guys and said, go out there, like, if you just, rather than, you know, um, rather than Anna Jay having a squash match on Dark Elevation, you just said, you're wrestling Emi Sakura, you got eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would kill the promotion to do those kind of matches on dark, you know? And like, I do think in some ways, um, what we've seen from Rampage in the last six months, I actually think is a lot of Rampage in the last six months is the level that I'd like dark to be at, you know? Like, yeah. like this week, there's a match. Um, the Acclaim versus the Kingdom is the main event of this week's Rampage. Like, to me, that would be a great main event for Elevation, you yeah. know? But because Rampage has slipped, like the dark show, I don't even really know what they achieve at this point in a lot of ways, you know? I'm not sure. They achieve wins and losses? They do, but they don't even really do, they don't do the rankings anymore. That's the part of that that even makes it even weirder, right? Well, Before, Dark was a way to manipulate the rankings, basically. Yeah. And now it's like... Now it's just a way to get people out on in front of people and say yeah. you were out in front of people. Right, and it's like... I can't speak for all of the talent because I don't know, but there's definitely guys and gals that are not thrilled to do their 90-second match after flying the TV. You know, they'd rather be doing yeah. something more substantial. So it's just, it's an interesting balance. Obviously, the big X factor here that we, you know, we haven't got to do with the logistics of how many fucking guys are at TV and how many people he wants to use. And it, there's a lot going on. Um, but I do think there's like, Moving pieces here that, that could be locked in and actually they could overlap and achieve the same thing if used correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is something that I think is worth looking into. Cody says, brand the, the house shows as ROH, the star prayer isn't expected. I do think Ring of Honor could be a massive, like, asset in this regard. Um, I'm not convinced, as much as I enjoy the show, I'm not convinced that the best way to develop talent with Ring of Honor is a TV taping system, you know, where you work one weekend for two months and it's like, that's, <laughs> that's my Ring of Honor stuff done. It feels like, a, you know, an event system there would help a lot, but how do you do that without losing a lot of money? I don't know, because Ring of Honor is not going to draw too well on the road, obviously. So. Yeah. I'm not sure. What do you make of the Ring of Honor thing? Like, what? how do you think the best way to roll that is? Because right now the shows are getting critical acclaim, but I don't know how many people are actually watching the TV, unfortunately. I don't. I don't really know. I don't have a um, Ring of Honor subscription still. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't been like, besides like the Athena Willow match, it hasn't been priority viewing for me really. No, yeah, you're in, most people are in your boat. I mean, I yeah. like um, Tony. Every Thursday, my timeline is filled with Ring of Honor, but Tony said they have twelve thousand subscribers, and it's like that's the most Honor Club's ever had but it's still 12,000, you know, it's like, it gives you a lot of perspective on, like, you see people talking about a match, like, you'll see me talking about Athena and Willow, and it's like, oh, this looks, but there's very few of us watching it closely, and 
let me be clear, folks, I'm not critiquing the show because I really enjoy the show. And I think it's a fun wrestling show. But I'm just not convinced that this is the ideal or optimal format for Ring of Honor's rebrand, yeah. you know? like Because I think more people are going to watch the pay-per-view than the TV, which is kind of kind of a weird dynamic, right? That's a I mean, I think the same. Yeah, yeah. most people will, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, Cody brings it up. This is kind of what I was headed towards. He says, the NXT system is nice because they just run small venues over Florida to help the to help season the younger talent. Um that is the benefit of just how much money they were they were you know able to burn with NXT, right? They could just run shows and like logo, and there's like two you know two hundred people there watching, you know, uh, the Creed Brothers or whatever. I mean, the other option that they had was like to partner with like an indie or something like that. Yeah. They kind of did that, and I think the option for the indie probably would have been GCW, which makes things incredibly interesting now. Yeah, that weren't happening, was it? <laughs> I think um, from what I could gather, because we talked about it a lot back then, right? Like the idea of having like an official indie partner that you could yeah. send guys to. Um, I think the schedule was the concern in terms of like, you know, indie promotions, especially nowadays, don't run at a great rate. But the answer to that would be, when, are these house shows ever going to get to the point where you're running a lot of them, right? Like right now, it looks like they're going to be kind of monthly events. So yeah, it's a weird one. Um, they've got a lot of young talent. One of those we'll get into in a different manner now, but we'll continue to kind of. This is something we've talked about a lot over the last year, so it'll be interesting to see their their kind of uh, latest approaches. One of the younger guys who has recently been re-emphasized after kind of falling in the background a little bit is Daniel Garcia. Yeah, big segment for him last night. Leather jacket, shades, out there rocking it. Um, he set up his match with Adam Cole Bay Bay. What did you make of the segment? And are you excited for the match, Jay Shell? Yeah, I'm excited. It was his first like big like standalone like promo segment and i feel like he actually did really good he did better than i would have expected him to to be honest i think like he's gotten a lot of confidence and like the the pro wrestler slip moment was great and he like sold it great too Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of development there even though like he's not on tv like he should be or like wrestling like he should be i still think that um he's gonna pull out a great match you know i agree um i'm a big fan and I think his promos have been like really fun over the last year. And I think he hasn't got enough credit, but I still don't know if I would have been confident in him in that setting, right? Like if you'd have told me that's what you were going to do, I'm like, yeah, he's going to go out there in a live mic and yeah. lead this segment. I'd have been like, well, I don't know if we need to do that. He killed it. I'm with you. I thought he really over-delivered yeah. in that setting. Uh, the confidence was noticeable. He's really getting comfortable. The JAS thing has had a lot of, you know, it's had its ups and downs for, for Garcia. And I still, there is a big part of me that's still like, oh, I wish you'd have gotten out of the group when they were teasing it. Yeah. But it could be one of those things where he's a better performer in the long run for this experience. He's still 24, you know? I so, give a flying fuck. I'm not giving well, Jeff no credit. I'm, I understand, but CM Punk has deleted his Instagram story. So, you know, you don't have to stand in unity with Punk anymore, Jay Shell. You could be a pro Jericho fan, you know? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I'm I'm with you. I get it. I just it's interesting to watch him develop, and I I think he's one of their best. I honestly think he's one of their most exciting talents, and he's such a smart wrestler. Um, mm. really, really ahead of his years in that regard. But as for Adam Cole, baby, baby, it's been a long ramp up for this match. He came back on January 11th, I believe, almost a three month build up for this return match. Um, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, which is interesting. Now. What is the, you know, in your view anyway, is it as simple as he's the guy, he's the one who's going to beat Max after all? Where do you think he slots in as a baby face? Based on that face reaction, I'm going to suggest you don't think that. Where do you think he slots? Because he's beloved, right? It goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. And as a baby face, it does feel like this kind of a, he could kind of climb quickly here. What do you think? I think he could climb, but I don't think he's going to beat MJF. I don't think he's. Who do you think he is? Let me look at the roster. Okay, okay. I wanted, I wanted, I'd like a depth chart now. You, you, your, your facial response was so dismissive of the Bay Bay that I now am intrigued. Are you gonna? This is an, like we did a grim where we went through the candidates and we were, we were talking a lot of them through. We settled on three names. Cole was 
uh, just outside for me. I, I settled on three names, I guess I should say. Um, mm. I'm intrigued if you reach the same conclusions. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of the thing with Cole too is he needs to get, you know, like they need to get comfortable with him wrestling regularly again. He had a very scary concussion. So it's you got to take it slow with him, right? You have to. It'll be interesting. Mm. <laughs> Any of the pillars intrigue you as a potential? Uh... Only Jungle Boy. Nobody besides Jungle Boy. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Jungle Boy, though, do you? I don't think so either. Well, I think... Hmm? I guess maybe, like... Uh, no, but you have to be a baby face. That's the issue I'm struggling with. What about Hangman? What do you think? I th- Hangman crossed my mind, but, like... I don't think they're going to give him another reign. Really? At least for a, a while. Right. You mean, like, in this next bit, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, like, another three years, yeah, but... What about our friend Richard Starks? You can't get my hopes up with that one because I don't think, I don't trust them enough to do that. We're both you know, close friends higher, with them. You know. you know who I put higher than um, Ricky? Oh, why did my voice do that, Ricky? You mean emotional um, about it? <laughs> <laughs> I would say if Jay White goes in, I think Jay White would get a little bit of priority. I know it's that he yeah. would come in soon, but I think that a lot of the guys view him as one of them, so they don't feel like as like. I agree. I agree. The only thing is, I think he'd be a heel. That's the only thing. He doesn't have to be. I just think he probably would be. Yeah. I think. I really don't know who I. Th- I think it may well be Cole. You know. I really do. I'm. I'm thinking like. I'm now look. You know me when I say I'm not saying this is what I want necessarily. Like, like, look at the candidates. It's like, to me, it's... Yeah, and they built up his return for three months and made him the center of the show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm on the vote. And this is one thing I don't think anyone could argue with. After such time of turbulence, going to the guy that everyone agrees is, like, the sweetest dude ever, yeah. it probably ain't a bad idea, right? Like, the fans love him, the wrestlers love him. I get it. So, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I do... Actually, I'm genuinely looking forward to the match. Though. I'm glad they did something exciting for Cole's combat match, and it wasn't, like, yeah. a retread. It feels fresh, um, so it's, it's a fun one. Speaking of fresh, speaking of exciting, there's a new free agent in town, Jay Shell. There's a new name at the heart of every bidding war. Every promotion has got him on their big board. Young, fresh face, old Billy Goldberg is back in the game, folks. He is, uh, he is free to explore other options. Jay Shell regularly texts me, like, imagine Goldberg versus and just frozen names. Um, so I know you're very excited, Jay Shell. What are your uh, immediate response to the story of Bill Goldberg being a free agent here in 2023? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I understand. Fair, maybe. Well, that's a little much. Well, hold on. <laughs> I knew I'd break you eventually. <laughs> no, no interest whatsoever. No sell. Refuse. Yo. I'm just asking the. I have to ask the question. It's my job. I'm a roving reporter, Joshua. Hang on, Meech. To be fair, Jay Shell was staring me down. She didn't stare at the screen, at the ceiling. If she stared at the ceiling, that would have been Oracle. That would have been, that would have been his play. Yeah. Now, nah, that's a good point, actually. Are you more interested in Goldberg and AEW if I tell you that it would make Oracle happy? No. I think I'm more interested in staring at the ceiling than seeing that. Wow. Are you sure? Certain? Oh, my God. Jay Shell Jericho has done a tweet. Oh my god, what's the tweet? He posted the gif of Matt Hardy yelling delete. He's a fucking oh. troll. Oh, he might have won. Fuck. Fight back, Phil. <laughs> Dax, quick. Dax. Someone, someone play defense, my boy. Come on. Podcast. <laughs> Dax. Dax just replies, go fuck yourself. GFY. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that when Jericho's new thing was GFY and he had a shirt and then that guy, that asshole yelled saying at Mox and he just went, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he just killed his gimmick dead. He just said it on TV. Yeah, that was good stuff. Um, I understand your hesitation with 
with old Billy Goldberg. Would you accept... No. What if it's what Sting wanted for his retirement match? That's not. But, you know, like, say he wanted, he wanted to play with Goldberg or like, he wanted to have him on his team, you know? <sighs> Fair. All right. That's fine. I, I accept this. I accept this. Okay. Let's, uh, let's wrap here with some Broad Strokes Mania talk. Last year, you you went nuts on Mania Week. You worked a dangerous pace. I'm hoping and I'm confident that this year you're not going to do that. I know the on the written side, you're certainly not, right? I don't do that anymore. Just check the amount of shows you watched. It was unhealthy. If I'm going to watch a show like that, um, I think I must receive a rate of at least $200 per show now. <laughs> so, so, so you're not watching them shows? <laughs> Yeah, I understand. So, um, Sunday we're doing the the WrestleMania preview, which you're you're hoping to join us for that on the on the land of Fed Dead, correct, J. Shell? Yes, that's the plan, I believe. Yes. Before we, uh, you know, just just kind of talking broadly, where is your excitement at for next week? Are you like super fired up? Is it? Are you in that weird place of man? I don't think it's, it should be here this soon because sometimes that it catches you off guard when you're kind of doing other things. Like, where are you yeah. at? I think that's kind of where I am, where, like, I'm excited, but I'm not exactly, like, completely right. comprehending that, like, that's where we are in time. I don't know. It feels very weird. But I am I think I'm at, like, an eight in terms of the card. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. We'll see. I'm very much looking forward to the BLT match. So <laughs> well, That's what I was going to ask, was, like, for you, is the uh... – is the mania excitement dampened at all by the, the builds for the women's title matches? They've been kind of, they've been kind of missing on that front, you know. I want you to name the last women's match at WrestleMania that had a good build. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. What would it actually be? Hmm. Could oh, Becky, Becky, Becky at Mania in the three way. But even that though, you had the Charlotte thing, you know. Joe, that is the closest you're gonna get, Joe. It is, you're right, but it still wasn't what you call good, you know. <laughs> no, you're not wrong, and I think, like, I've reached the conclusion, I'm sure you're probably in a similar place, of like, look, ultimately, when the bell rings on Asker and Bianca, I'm going to be fired up. Period. Yeah, and it's like, while we both would prefer it have this, like, hot build and we're, fight, you know, excited to see what they're going to do next on TV, ultimately, once it gets down to business, it'll be, it'll be a good time. You're also... Uh, famously pro Charlotte, like legitimately so, right? So you're in on her and Rhea, I assume, right? Well, I actually do like Charlotte, as you as you said. So yeah. I am, I'm I'm invested in the match. I haven't been um like keeping up with SmackDown, but I saw a little bit of the, like the the brawl. Mm-hmm. They brawled, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm a big fan of this being the potential answer, Mickey and Trish from 2006. <laughs> That might be the actual answer, which is incredible. Because um, I don't think there would have been anything. You tell me, Joshua, this is your expertise, but I feel like in the in the, uh, in the the like late 2000s Divas era, they didn't really have big Mania style matches. They kind of did um, like gimmick matches at Mania usually, right? Yeah, it was, it was really gimmick matches. Yeah, I'm trying to even think about like maybe when they did the match with like, well, that didn't even really have a good build. I'm thinking like Sasha B- um Becky yeah. Charlotte, but that didn't even really. No, that was definitely another case of the match will be good, and it was. Yeah, exactly, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Hmm. This is kind of unfortunate. I thought there's not an actual answer since that match that Cody said. <laughs> it was 17 years ago. <laughs> Chat. Are we missing an obvious one? Because we might yeah, be. Yeah, that for sure. Yeah, we might be missing the obvious one. Um, so Mania, we're both excited. I'm very excited for to be a very good show. What what else are you are you checking out on the on that weekend? Are you going to do the Ring of Honor show and that's it, or are you going to look at that Impact show? What are you thinking? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little check of some different um, indie companies. I'll probably pop my head in on some stuff, but I I know the Ring of Honor show for sure. Um, yes. I'll probably look and see um, if like Big Gabe Brunch is anything. Spectacular or something like that, but I don't watch too many of the GCW shows as yeah, 
obviously. But something like that, I'll I'll kind of peek ahead in. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. one that's far away? It's I know Mickey's in it, and yeah, uh, let me find that. I actually want to look at that show because this does a good show. Giselle Shaw, uh, Miyu, I think. Yes, isn't you matched, is in it? Yeah. And maybe Diana. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look at this card here. Uh, Multiverse United, I believe it's called. This will be the last one we do here, folks. Um, okay, so this is the Thursday. We have Josh Alexander and Kushida. Pretty fucking good. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> An insane match because Osprey got injured. So that's so yeah, Tanahashi is yeah. it. Um, Moose, well, can't win them all. Um, Kenta versus Minoru Suzuki for the Strong Openweight Championship. On an impact show, that's kind of insane. Um, four-way tag, Bullet Club versus Aussie Open. Bullet Club being Ace Austin and Chris Bay, I yeah. should know. Versus Aussie Open versus the Motor City Machine Guns versus TMDK. I actually want to watch that. that yeah, have... the four-way, you got it. Diana, Mickey, Giselle, and Miu. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. And it's at the Globe, too. The uh, You know the place they have PWG now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool setting. So, actually, we might actually do a grin along for that show. It depends what time. Because I think that show starts like fucking 10 Eastern and shit. West Coast time. So, it's going to be crazy. What have um, they announced for Ring of Honor? Um, they haven't announced it, but they're doing Eddie and Claudio. Yeah. Joe and Mark Briscoe has announced. Oh, really? Um, I'm Ring of Honor enough to. Yeah, and no, I spin under the road. I get it. They're doing Athena and Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah. And they're doing a ladder match for the tag titles. The I only team, that. yeah, the only Lucha Bros. Exactly, yeah. And I think it's going to be, I think Aussie Open are going to work that. Mm-hmm. I think Top Fly are going to work that. Yeah. And um, one other team, which I forget now, but I, but yeah, I think the Kingdom are going to be in it. I'd assume, right? I'd guess they'll be in it. So. Oh yeah. So the oh and Willie Yu is wrestling Shibata too. So Supercard looks pretty sweet. Actually, the big matches on that show look really exciting. Uh-huh. So hopefully, they fill out the undercard. Um, with some good stuff because the main event stuff they'll, looks probably really... do, they'll probably do a Willow match. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, the Willow's going to be the one who beats um Athena, right? It feels like that, that seems like what they're getting. I, I have literally been saying that. What, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the, that's the first time I've ever said on this show, but oh, you've, you've never said that, and I've never explained why it shouldn't happen. No, that's never happened. What are you talking about? <laughs> so when the match when the match does happen, I'm going to get um the purple hair wax that goes in curly hair and I'm going to look like Willow in Tremendous. Um this might actually be what I do because Trish is gonna push on TV. Oh, she really? Yeah, she got she beat um Billy. Yeah, and she beat Madison Rain, the coach. So she's kind of rolling on Ring of Honor too. She's doing awesome too. Like she's really translated well to their show. So um yeah. Good stuff. Hopefully she gets a chance for a thing too. Hmm? She's a good camera wrestler. Yes, factual. She's just a damn good wrestler, frankly. She's she's really got a, she's like really polished, you know? Yeah. Really, really polished. Um okay. Jay Shell. We are uh, we are done here with another week of the Jay Shell and Joe show. Probably next week. We probably won't do this show because we're gonna be doing other stuff, right? It's gonna be a little chaotic. Yeah. Um but Grin Game Night. Family feud, it's all ready to go. All systems go. Um, any final thoughts, plugs, promotions, so on and so forth? Uh, just fill out the family feud survey. Um, if you haven't already, I'm sure people who are watching this probably already have. Um, and just tune in for game night. I think it's going to be really interesting. We're going to have Dylan as the, the scorekeeper again because I'm not going to be good with those points. I'm I'm solely going to focus on making the slides work yeah. to show the answers. So, yeah. Fair. Fair. Are you going to regularly say survey says and point to the yeah, it, yeah good that's important to me yeah um so one more time folks because I'm not going to be not going to be here on Twitch for a couple of days so Saturday six Eastern WrestleMania 19 grin along myself Bob and maybe a couple of others are going to come together and watch WrestleMania 19. It's going to kick off our festivities um, Sunday. Fleet Week and Fed Dead. This week's Fed Dead will be the WrestleMania preview, which myself, I'll be on, and maybe Jay Shell too. Tuesday, deciding the decade, WrestleMania. Wednesday, Grin Game Night. Friday, the late night Grin itself, following Supercard of Honor. And then Saturday and Sunday, WrestleMania reviews. But first, before all of that, tonight, the flagship, 
Nyan Easton, episode 83, the ultimate grin. Why is it the ultimate grin, JCL? Thanks for asking. It is because tonight, after getting together and talking about professional wrestling, myself, Matty, Manny, and Bob will put together our ultimate all-time WrestleMania card. So there is lots going on here in the land of the grins. So we appreciate you folks. Hopefully you join us on one of those 15 million shows that I just run down. Also, go back and watch Grin Grappler Sting because that was awesome. Um, God bless. Keep grinning. Um, CM Punk, post another Instagram story, please. Oh, my God. Someone fight back on his behalf. He needs your help. Enjoy this outro. Bye. <laughs>